Yeah. Ready? Yes. Penny. Ooh, we're growling. Yeah. Penny. Oh, that was good. Mm. Good job, Kelly. You have a good growl. I do have a good growl. It comes like from your heart. Mm-hmm. Mine just comes from the top of my throat. Mm-hmm. With the I get right up deep mucus. in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is like soul bearing. Oh, yeah. Mine, like is, mine is surface level. Penny. <laughs> Come to me. Ooh, that was good. Mm-hmm. All right. We have so much going on today. It's exciting. We did a a quick chat with the girls. Yeah. So we have Bryn Weaver and Alexa Harlow. Yes. So Bryn and Alexa wrote Black Sheep, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. And then Bryn also wrote Butcher and Blackbird, which we are talking. It's amazing. Which we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. These these women are amazing, brilliant, and we're just beyond that we were able to talk to them. And they're so amazing and sweet and just I tried not to fangirl. I know. We were both I'm so serious. I know. It was a little (laughs) bit more like intense our interview because we were so excited about it. Like it was not nearly as relaxed as it usually is. Can you tell me your process of writing your story? (laughs) We were very like Hi. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. I Gathering know. myself together. Yeah, we were very excited about yeah. it. And they were very sweet. Okay. So, Kelly, tell us about your Let's wine do our first. wine. Okay. So, um, I really, I kind of dropped the ball here because Butcher and Blackbird, there's a scene where they enjoy a Chianti because, and I assume that's kind of a nod to Silence of the Lambs because, um, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I didn't even piece that together. I did. Of oh course. Oh my gosh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was chuckling to myself. Uh-huh. Anyway, there's like a, a cannibal dinner scene. And yeah, because like in Texas Chainsaw, you definitely aren't laughing at Mm-mm. the cannibal scene. No, it's unsettling. This is hilarious. Anyway, so I was going to get some Chianti and then I dropped the ball and did not do that. So I got some Malbec because Malbec's oh, my favorite. Amazing. It's Uno Malbec. It's you know, pretty much gone. But anyway, Antigua Winery and Estates Uno Malbec Mendoza from, of course, Argentina. That's where Malbec comes from. Argentina. How do they oh, wait say a minute. The wait a minute. How do you say Ghost, it? Ghosty uh, Argentina. Argentina? Mm-hmm. Is that really how they say it? That's how he said it. Argentina. Yeah. And then I Argentina. said, oh, is it like Barcelona? And then he said, no. Argentina. Yeah. Argentina. Which is where um, Malbec is from. A true Malbec will be from Argentina. Oh, that's right. He did talk about that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. What does and it taste like, Malbec Kelly? Malbec is my favorite. On the back, it says, you're going to like this. It has, oh, here we it go. It has words that you enjoy me saying. Ooh, does it say delightful? No, but it has some other words. Okay, in I'm ready. I'm listening. Antigo Uno is a one-of-a-kind Malbec who's luscious. Luscious. Black and red berry fruit is brightened by natural acidity and supported by firm. Firm. Everybody likes a firm, firm anything. but ripe tannins. <laughs> The wine's unique personality reflects the outstanding quality of grapes hand-harvested from our vineyards high on the Andes foothills. Its smoothness and purity of flavor evince the gentleness Mm. of gravity flow winemaking. Gravity flow. Gravity is not a sexy word. That's just just gravity flow. But you could have gravity flow down your throat. 
Yeah, but gravity pulls onto a lot of other things in life. <laughs> Let's think about it down. Gravity flow down your throat. Antigo Uno carries cedar and vanilla spice notes through a lingering finish. A lingering, lingering finish. Thing. Enjoy this exceptional wine with red meat entrees. Perfect for this book. Mm. Yeah, some cannibal butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Grilled vegetables and semi-firm. Uh, semi-firm. Oh, no. But we, we like it firm. all firm. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> anyway, that's a pretty sexy description on that. That is a pretty sexy. How does yeah. it, blowjob wise, how does it oh, taste? Oh, my. This is like my favorite Malbec for like, um, get this anywhere Give us type a of thing. whole blowjob experience. Oh, well, I got to do the whole, we're going to do this. I did um, it. When you do it, I'm going to be like, you don't do a blowjob like that. I don't throw my whole head back when I taste it. <laughs> I like just want to make do. sure it's going right to the back of my throat. Yeah, that didn't work very well. Does it smell? Oh, my God. It smells so good. Okay. Taste yeah. it and then I want to taste it. It smells so good. Okay, taste it because I want to taste it. It's like almost like someone eating like candy in front of you. You're like, hurry up so I can have a bite. Mm. Definite cherry and vanilla. It slides right down real easy. Four Malbecs, like it is a like a velvety like coat on your tongue, like a rose petal. You're like teasing me with it at Mm -hmm. this point. Give it a good smell. Is it? You get a lot of cherry in the in the nose. I could like just. It's real good. It it? smells good. Mm -hmm. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is heaven in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Should I talk about mine? Yes. Mine? So it's called Sextant. Wait, look what at it? this right here. This their logo. That's a sextant. What is a sextant? It is. It's this. It this little like machine right here. What does the machine do? It gives you the definition right back here. Oh, okay. Let me read it to you. So it's an old world instrument using sun, stars, and horizon to navigate across the open water. So it just sits on the water. No, they use it in like at the like ship's wheel. Okay. Or like the captain will use it while he's in like his chambers too. Okay, so it just kind of tells you where you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it does have their um, coordinates on here. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you didn't smell or do anything? I did. I did smell it. Oh. Okay. Hold on. It kind of smells smoky to me. Mm. Did it say if it was oaked or anything? Mm. That's very. Good thing I gave you a leather dress to wear. (laughs) Go in the leather coat. (laughs) Okay, let me try. It just smells smoky. I don't taste anything on the front, which we talked about before. Mm -hmm. Sides, not much in the back. It's mostly on the sides. Mm. What's your blowjob? I I would say this is like a a thinker. If I would, would you leave it in your mouth for a while? Like, "Hmm, Hmm. do I want to spit or swallow this? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. It's not as dry as I think Chardonnay should be. If it was a blowjob, I would be like, hold it in and be like, hmm. Okay. I think it would be like, it's a thinker. And then it's like how you (laughs) feel about the dude. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. For the blowjob test, that would be like, if you're into that, you'd be like, yeah, swallow. If you're not, then you'd be like, "Mm, spit. The the label of the bottle and how the bottle is decorated in order if you would spit or swallow it. Yeah. But if you were also like feeling it and like just in a great mood and whatever, then you'd be like, yeah, this is this is pretty okay. And then you'd be like, this wine goes down great. Just like how you would feel about like just an average whatever partner. An average partner. Great. This is an average partner experience. But like on a a certain day, it might be like, great. 
yeah, swa- I'm into swallow it. all the way. Mm, today, and then like, like the other day it. that you're not that great into it, then you're be like, nah, it's a spit today. Yeah. What's the percentage in yours? I'm always curious about the percentage. Thirteen point nine. Fourteen point two. Look at me go. Beating you by a whole percentage. Penny, that was not a whole percentage. Mine was thirteen point nine. <laughs> yours was fourteen point two. Like- you beat me by point three percent. Okay, but still it's in the next category. <laughs> it moves up. It was point three percent. It moves up. It's like a step. It's fine. It moves it's up. It's not even next. half of a point. <laughs> it just bloop, I'm in the next category. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into our interview with the ladies. Yeah, so please listen. It was just a little quick one. We just wanted to kind of talk to them a little bit about the book, mm-hmm. and then we'll jump right into Butcher and Blackbird. Yeah. Brennan and Alexa. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited for the next book. I had I so, so much excited. fun reading your book. Yeah. It was sold out everywhere. I had to go to three different bookstores because it was just sold out. Wild. That is so wild. It's crazy. It yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it. yeah, it's been a journey. That's for sure. <laughs> it's only about to get crazier. So yeah, it's been really exciting. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we're talking about Butcher and Blackbird, maybe we can start on that and then kind of we definitely want to well, talk about Black Sheep here too. Yeah, so we want to do Black Sheep too. So yeah, we just want to talk about both. But as we're talking about that, how did you come up with the idea for this book? This one was. Um, Actually, from a TikTok that I saw where someone, there was like a pretty popular creator who was talking about red flags in books and green flags. And the red flags that she listed were some that I really liked. They were very dark romancy. And so I was like, oh, that's <laughs> that's a bit of a shame, you know? Like, oh, some of my favorite, <laughs> like, dark romance type, like, red flags. And then she was like, and my green flag is friends to lovers. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, mash those up and see where we get. And that's kind of how it started. Was Wow. That's yeah. awesome. What about Black Sheep? What was the, um, like, idea or inspiration behind that one? Oh, there was, like, a... (laughs) I see Alexis on now. That was pretty crazy. We started DMing on um, Twitter, actually. So, like, when we started doing podcasts just, like, not all that long ago for uh, Black Sheep um, or any, like, interviews or whatever, that was the first time we actually spoke to one another on the phone, like with our voices, (laughs) it was always like direct messages and it was, yeah, it was kind of a crazy situation that snowballed where we were like observing some things just out in the book community and we're like, Oh wow. That's kind of like, you could consider that a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Snowballed from there and it became this, um, really fun story. Like we just had a blast writing it and it went really, really quickly as well. I think Alexa, it was just a few months, wasn't it? It was like three months. I think yeah. it was it was three wow, months. You wrote that book in yeah, three months. It was months. like, yeah, wow. and it like. Um, Bryn talked about this, but um, it started off like a joke. I'm like, haha, what if we like, there's not enough female um, serial killers like in books. Like, you got the uh, um, the Mindfuck series by S.D. Abbey. Um, you got uh, Wretched by Emily McIntyre. And there's like a handful of other ones, but there's always just like so many male serial killers. I was like, where's the female representation? Yeah. Like, obviously, it's we so know that they're like, the smarter yeah, ones. Yeah, serial killers. <laughs> yeah. 
like even like in the in the like the real world right like, yeah. mm-hmm. like stereotypically and like scientifically most serial killers mm-hmm. are men but there has to be like logically there has to be women who are they're just smarter like, right. where are they where's their representation <laughs> yeah you yeah. Know? yeah and so we were like haha like what if we wrote a, a, a book about a, a female serial killer who like targets cults for whatever reason um and we're like haha that'd be a really funny joke and then we kind of like <laughs> side eye each other through uh, through messages and we're like Let's unless did it unless she's like wow. and then she's just like i i was just throwing something around here's the first chapter i was like oh so we're doing this. Okay, we are doing this all right all right well, i'm glad you this. guys did that and i remember seeing that first line yeah and i was like oh my god oh my god because i have been a Bryn fan since oh boy like three years now i, I think it was about three years we met. and we've been friends for two of those years yeah, and I think we've been friends for like two yeah. years, two and a half years, which is funny because I met her because I fanned girls So it was really funny because I read the first one and I was like, oh, it's a standalone. Uh, no, not a standalone. The second one hadn't come out yet. And I um, rudely was made aware of that at the hell of a cliffhanger she wrote on that <laughs> oh, one man. and i'm just like screaming into the twitterverse and i'm like oh my god who need i need someone else to read this like i need to talk to someone about it and i saw that she had a twitter but she wasn't super active so i just like tagged her and i was just like eh, left it at that and then a couple months later she like responded and i was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and then we started dming and she was like hey do you want to see like an arc to the sequel and i was like hell yes i do <gasps> like is that even a question of course i do and then I basically like live reacted to her book as I was reading uh, it. Yeah, so that was fun. Wow. And I think with like Bria, one of the things that we talked about was like like Alexa was saying, there's not a lot of female representation in books for serial killers or you know like a truly badass female lead mm-hmm. like that. Um, and you know we were kind of talking about just out in the real world that there's, I think a lot of people have probably heard this that there are potentially like 11 or more um, active serial killers at a time who just haven't been discovered. So we were kind Mm -hmm. of thinking, well, what, what would set somebody apart? Because really there's sort of like a box of behaviors, right? Because there is sociopathy to consider and, and there are things that they tend to do, but what if somebody really broke the mold? Like what if she doesn't take, what if she doesn't need to take trophies because she can remember them? Like what if she behaves a little bit differently, but you know, we still wanted to make her very much, uh, like you would get the sense that she was born this way. Like she's born different, but she's, she does have some like kind of capacity for, for mm-hmm. falling in love, which I guess is not typically, you know, that's maybe the little fictional bit of things, but um, yeah, we just wanted to make her feel as though she is really like a serial killer. She really is thinking differently and she really is smart enough to get away with it. We love both of them. How did you guys um, write Black Sheep together if you didn't really like talk and it was just over Messenger? Like, how does that, how did that work for you two? Well, we talked, like, we talked over Messenger a lot. We didn't talk, you know, verbally on the phone, but we were constantly communicating. And it was like, 
Alexa has a really lovely way of, of saying it. And maybe I won't, I won't say it for you because you express it very well. You don't need me to say that. Um, but, um, like I essentially did the, the actual, like the writing bit of it. Um, for the most part, I mean, there were parts where Alexa put like framed up dialogue and things like that, um, or scenes. Um, but it's like a framing and then a writing thing. And I don't know, Alexa, you've got such a lovely way to express it. So, um, yeah, let's hear it. So basically, um, I think this kind of the best way to start talking about this is that I think Bryn and I, we're basically very similar in the way we think, but not, um, exactly on our thinking patterns and by that i mean so like have you guys heard of he was just telling me about that i was like i want i'm so like fascinated by this and how this works in your brain yes so i didn't know i had aphantasia until probably maybe like five or six years ago actually um and i casually stumbled across like a buzzfeed article about like and there was like this like image that says like if someone was to tell you to picture like an apple like a red apple what kind of like how far into like realism do you see and i was like i got a zero like i look like my 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 brain eye is like nothing i got nothing so like when i read books it sounds like the inner monologue of my brain voice is like reading the words to me like it was an audiobook so like i don't see a movie i don't see anything so you're just taking in the words and it's just like a dialogue yes. back and forth yes wow so, like when i read like really descriptive like landscapes or settings or people's descriptions i'm like it goes in one eyeball and out the other because i was just like like, okay like i can't see what that looks like so like all the fan artists out there i'm like wow i love you guys so much because i can't i can't picture it like you really need that to help you with things sometimes probably exactly so like if i'm reading a book and it says something about like a yellow sports car like i know what a yellow sports car looks like and i can like remember a time that i've seen one but it's, if it's like gets into like the fictional world of like, this is what that looks like. I really, really need like a point of reference because I'm like, in, I, I can't, I physically can't. So if when it. you're thinking about the yellow sports so, car and you have that memory of the yellow sports mm-hmm. car, does that picture come back in or it's just a yellow sports car? Like that's just like the words in your head. It's not, it's like, I remember seeing it, but I can't see it. You know? Yeah. Wow. That's, I think the best way that I've, a, I, the best way that I've been able to explain it to people is that you remember like in the 90s when you had like a computer that had like the screen the tower and the yeah, sensors uh-huh. so like imagine you're watching a video and you turn the screen off and you can hear like everything wow but like picture it like for example i got really obsessed with like twilight when yeah. i was a kid so like i watched the movie before i read the yeah. books so then i had a point of reference of what things look like so that one felt like i was just remembering the movie even though i couldn't see it in my okay. head and so like when i started reading new moon eclipse and um breaking dawn i had a point of reference of like kristen stewart uh-huh. Bella and robert pattinson as edward and like yeah i could pretend in my brain that i'm like okay i think i know what this person would look like if they had to be on a motorcycle mm-hmm. or like had to jump off a cliff or whatever. I mean, like, and really, I I understand what that could to feel be like, but I can't see it. <laughs> so it's a lot of like other senses are involved when I like read or like write. Yeah. yeah. Well, other senses come out. Like, can you like picture a smell or just that? Like, does any of your other? Yeah, basically. So like, um, one of the ones that I remember, like basically, like framing, 
And I, I mean that literally where like there were a couple scenes where I'm like, okay, I know what I want this to look like. I just don't know how to make it look like that. And so I'd be basically like painting a huge like picture and I'm like, okay, broad strokes. This is basically like what I want to happen in the chapter. Here are some lines of dialogue. This is some of the things that they would be doing, blah, 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 blah. And so it would basically kind of be like an outline. And then Bryn would take it, run with it, and create like a whole wow. chapter. And I'm like, oh my God, this is exactly like what I wanted. This wow, month. that's amazing. And it was insane. Like we were so like, we we joke around saying that we're two halves of like a book, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that was, because that is a really amazing way to read a book. Like you yeah. are both and the best, equal best partners in that. Yeah. Completely. That's amazing. Yeah. And the best way to explain this is that while I can't see anything in my brain, Bryn sees things to a hyper extent so like she she gets to see things so much more realistic in her brain it's like as if it's actually happening in her head and i'm like first of all cannot fail that. <laughs> we've had so many conversations about how she can see things really well and i can't see things very well um or at all to be honest um and so like for example like that first scene in the coffee shop where um elijah is in there and he sees bria uh-huh. for the first time i remember like knowing what i wanted that to look like and i'm like this man is dumbfounded from day one and i wanted that to like be conveyed and i'm like he's just like doing whatever and then all of a sudden he hears this voice and he's like what wow (laughs) who is that i need to know what who that is and he's just like immediately like feral over this woman and then like i remember how i wanted like their like meeting to happen because obviously bria staged that like she she knew he was going to be there and she made it so he met her beforehand and it was just like i don't know it was just so cool um but yeah the best way to explain it is that like i put up the like the structures for some of these scenes and then bring goes in and makes wow. yeah. so it's almost like, like, interior like, design kind of like store storyboarding like kind of, yeah and we yes. did really yeah. like we didn't plot i don't plot anything in advance i just mm-hmm. like go yeah. with it um so what i think helps to make things so much faster is if i was like kind of stuck on a part you know i was like oh i don't know like what we should do with this scene like we had a general direction of like what might happen in the next chapter or whatever but never that far out and then we could just like Alexa would go to yoga or whatever and she'd be like I had a great idea in yoga and within like <laughs> 10 minutes we'd have it sorted out you know so it was like wow, really lovely that's because awesome. we could bounce off one another and be like I don't know about you know the how she would feel about this thing or how she would react with this or what the next um, stage in this would be and it's just like you can talk it out and I think like she said because we are we are weirdly similar and some things like even though we are on the like fully opposite side of the spectrum with how we see things in our brain we say the most random things at the same time so we're always like same brain so i think we were just really well aligned in that way and when i mean random i mean like we'll out of the blue like dm one another and it'll be like oh did you see this thing on instagram that's like super random and like the same thought about it it's just wild so yeah i think that just like really helped with the whole um build of the book and like how we flowed through it and how quickly it all came together was really a product i think of how how well we were able to work together 
Like, so when is the next book coming out? Uh, June 4th. Yeah. So the next oh. book comes out June 4th, um, which is kind of in, an insane, like, publication schedule for now that it's traditionally published. When I first published mm-hmm. Butcher and Blackbird, that was a self-published. Um, and then it kind of just, like, exploded. <laughs> and I it sold really that. did? Yeah, so, yeah, it really, really did. Um, sold it to traditional publishers and they did what's called a crash schedule. Apparently I'm learning all these things as I go. Um, so it was like, I signed the full, like, there's like a, a sort of a short contract. And then there's like a full contract with all your details. So once that gets signed, that's when they take it over. Um, and that was in October and they had it out by December, which is insane. Wow. Like this doesn't yeah, normally crazy. <laughs> in publishing. So even the like sequel to have it done by February 1st, and now they've got like four months to get it out is kind of insane. This was like my first dark romance rom-com. Like I never thought I would laugh at somebody eating another person. <laughs> of all things. It was great. Just like the trigger warnings alone. I oh was my like, God, they were amazing. Yeah, they were so funny. Thank yeah, you. You yeah. did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, there were really like, there were some bits in um, Black Sheep that were really, really like fun, funny, kind of not quite mm-hmm. as like, yes. dark humor, but definitely like Fletcher, which was kind of Alexa's brainchild for that character and how she came through she was always super fun and like really yeah I love her yeah and she was a badass that was like my favorite part yeah Yeah, she was amazing she was really funny yeah Yeah. I liked her a lot Samuel was actually my favorite but I think Alexa you'd say you'd vote for for Fletch wouldn't you yeah yeah oh for sure <laughs> i love her yeah. so much i just remember like i was like she he needs a, like yeah. a really cool best yep. friend and she needs and, and bria needs to feel like not threatened but like jealous about it until she realizes that fletcher's is not interested mm-hmm. whatsoever in, in in eli and i'm just like that i can i just remember being like i need that to happen and it's going to be so <laughs> funny and there were some other like scenes that we thought about on how to like have that come through and i remember there was supposed there was originally like an idea of uh fletcher dragging eli to a yoga class and it just so happened to be the one that was teaching and i thought it was going to be so funny it ended up not like working out with like what we wanted to do but i'm just like i remember like i was like thinking about how this would go and it's just so funny because i I have like a really strong like yoga practice so it's always fun to see like these big dudes like walk into the yoga studio and they're like i got this that's awesome they're over there like they're like trembling and downward facing dog because they're not used to holding that position and it's understandable not like trying to make fun of people who don't do yoga but it's just interesting how they walk in they're like i got this Oh, yoga so easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Everyone thinks it's just stretching. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not just that. But anyways, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, Fletcher's I my love favorite. Her. Oh, I Samuel love her too. Was, I was uh, sending um, one-liners to Kelly like mm-hmm. uh, throughout the book and just like dying yeah. laughing at some of the stuff like, she she's said. The best. Yeah. yeah. A lot of her, <laughs> a lot of her humor came through from like my end. I was like, oh my god, what if they call? Elijah Kaplan Cap mm-hmm. like Captain America did the Captain America I was like, line oh like god, that's America's so ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I was like oh my god this is so funny and then you can tell like Bryn's fa- um, 
love it. <laughs> yes. Raptors. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because of that one line, she's like, <laughs> she's going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> she called him something else. Oh, like yeah. when he, so instead funny. of a cock blocker, what did she call oh, him? Yeah. Cockle block. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah, we were looking up. Great. I think we were looking really? up like all the different ones and like, you know. Yeah. We were just cackling. Oh I was just like, I just remember tweet, like texting her. Like we were both looking up the, the, the list and we were just texting them back and forth and we're like this exchange needs to kind of happen yeah oh it was it amazing was so funny too oh yeah, I it was died so laughing funny. yeah it was the and best. i did like the velociraptor references because i also love velociraptors so the, that, they really that, are the that, best that even though they're partly kind of like <laughs> I, know, I know they exist know. not quite the way they were represented in the, in the I know but I want to yeah. just like believe that they mm-hmm. looked exactly like that because they're pretty yeah. cool exactly yeah, yeah. I love that they're red <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you guys are so busy but I yeah. appreciate you so much for doing this mm-hmm. with us and talking about this book I have been so excited for mm-hmm. like so I know. long we're just like <laughs> oh this like, week it was like a countdown today we so were just like friday, like friday we love anyway because that's when we record but we were just like this friday we were like yeah our two favorite books of the year we yeah. get to talk to the authors <laughs> <laughs> like a dream come true so thank you thank you for having us it was really fun really enjoyed it oh. yes bye. Bye. bye all right now we're hopping right on in into our book Patrick Blackbird. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this book. Which, I mean, a lot of people have already read it. Yeah. yeah. I was holding up to this week to read this book. Yeah, I wanted to read it so bad for so long. Yeah. And then we're like, no, we have to wait till we do do the show for it. Yeah. Oh, it, uh, it was hard. We kept texting each other like, cannot fucking wait for this week. Oh, it's been a countdown all week long. This was the first dark romance rom-com that I have ever read. And it was so good. It was so funny. <laughs> it was funny and dark. And I'm like, why it am was, I laughing? It was and dark, was but also lighthearted. And Lisa recommended the audio. So I listened to the audio and read the book at the same time. It was so good. Like, and I don't think a lot of audios are like that, but the audio for yeah. this was amazing. Because it had like background noises and it stuff. It did too, have right? background noises. And he had the Irish accent. It was the Joe Irish Arden. Accent. The voice actors in this were so amazing. Like, you could tell the difference between the characters when they were talking. And so. Did it have like the full cast of characters? So they would change their voice. Oh, or, so it was just the two. Yeah, but you so, could... So it didn't have, like, eight different people. Right, but okay. when they spoke for somebody else, you could tell who it yeah. was. Really so you enjoyed. read... Because some people just, like, read fully as um, audio and don't have the book. No, but so you I, read and listened. Yeah, so I plugged it in and I read. And they were actually different from the audio to the book. There was mm-hmm. parts that were changed, which I was yeah. like, oh, this isn't the same as in the book. So that yeah. was interesting to see what they mm-hmm. changed on the audio. Um, that was my nerd moment yeah. if I ever had one. But uh-huh. it, it, my nerd moment if I ever <laughs> had one. <laughs> That's it is a really fun book. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely a dark romance, but it is it is fun. So it's about two serial killers. They meet up. They have this annual game where they go. They're like serial superheroes. Yeah. Almost. So they go so, after other serial killers. Yeah. They, they are serial killers who go after, like, dirtbag serial killers. Mm-hmm. It's great. And they have a great time. And they just watch them fall in love. It's like over mm-hmm. a four-year period. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And slow and Rowan. And he's totally like infatuated with her from the beginning it was so good 
highly, highly recommend mm-hmm. it. So if you have not listened or read or listened, whatever you want to do to this book, please pause. <laughs> whatever you want to do to this I book. Mean, you can do whatever you want to this book. <laughs> please pause and come back. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to jump in and give yeah. you so many spoilers that you're not going to want to listen to any further if you have not mm-hmm. read it. It's a must read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So jumping in. <laughs> So we kind of start out of when they meet, which Mm -hmm. is kind of an awkward spot for them. So they, yeah, like it was, I love how this starts. It starts right in just like, it's very graphic to even start with. I love all the graphics. So she's in this cage with this dead guy that she has killed and he walks in shortly after she I'd hears love the, the like Yes, so like the, the body's body. decomposing and the maggots are coming at her and she calls it orzo pasta. She comp- <laughs> she relates them to orzo pasta. It's great. They're like crawling towards her. And then he's there because he's going to go kill this guy. Also, he's on his radar. So yeah. he's trying to kill this guy, but she's already done it. But the guy that she just killed was murdering children. So good for her. Glad like she killed him. John Wayne Gacy type of deal. Yeah, he was definitely ready to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like how your sound effects. <laughs> so after their introduction, so he's outside the cage, she's inside the cage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I guess you put me to it kind of yeah, deal. And this interaction is so funny. It is. They kind of just go back and forth between mm-hmm. their um, their funniness. Funniness. <laughs> so he finally does let her out after yeah. their conversation of going back and forth. And she goes to take a shower and he is yeah, stuck. And they they both realize that the other one is a serial killer, a notorious serial killer. Yes. So yeah. they both know of each other because they're just well-known serial killers. Mm-hmm. They're just smart and have not got caught. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes, takes a shower and cleans up because she's been like, is, was it three days, three days. Yeah. stuck in this cage with just water? She's hungry and gross and yucky. And so she goes, takes a shower and she walks out and she just has a shirt on and pants, but no bra. And he, he is like glue. <laughs> His like internal monologue <laughs> is so funny. He is like three sentences, no bra. Three sentences, no bra. Yep. It's just like no He's bra, no so bra, no bra. He's so on. dude, like no bra, no bra, no bra, no bra. Why? Why is Why? that a thing? Why is it a thing? And like to me, like I love my bras, but it's because uh, to, wait, when you take off but, your bra at the end of the day, though, but, it is like no, but it's not to me. Because what? my boobs are so fucking heavy that like to have that support to hold them up, it's it so feels good. It feels good. Like I love the corsets. I love all of that because it helps hold them up. Even me just doing this feels so much better. Really? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Like, yeah. It doesn't. You know what? This that doesn't do anything it. for you. Me just doing this, I'm like, oh my god. Not really. And I accidentally slept in my full on bra the other day. I oh, I cannot have, sleep with a bra. Yeah, I accidentally did it. Like, how many? This is a good question. A question: Who sleeps with a bra and who does not? Because I cannot sleep with a bra. Uh-uh. I don't do a full on bra. Rip it off as fast as I can. I'll do a sports bra a lot of times. Really? Mm-hmm. I nothing. You're supposed to. I mean, it's not good for you to do it. Really? Yeah. Just let them free uh-huh. and breathe. Uh huh. Sports bras okay. Like if you have a tank top on and you've got the big ass titties, they're gonna be in the kitchen. 
Because they just fall out and flop all over the place. I don't care. I'm just like, I don't want to wear a bra anymore. Well, yeah, but I mean, they just, like, they will not be contained. Like, you get a tank top on and they just... They just go their own gravitational Migrate all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder how much boobs actually weigh. Mine weigh more than 10 pounds. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine do not weigh 10 pounds. I don't know. Mine, Maybe like, hold on, hold Mine on. were more than 10 pounds. This is like less than a newborn baby. Mine are heavy. Yours is more than a newborn baby. Mine are heavy. Well. You know what? Feel. Yeah, come here. You're, holy shit, Kelly. They're heavy. Compare that to mine. Yours are buoyant. Holy cow, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. How do you carry those around? That's why I'm like, no bra, fuck no they're way. They're like sandbags. Yeah, I know. You could knock somebody out with those things. Yeah, they're fucking heavy. Mine would be like a love tap. I'm the abnormality with women when they're like, oh, I would love to not wear Your a bra. Your boobs are heavy. They're so heavy. Yours are like sandbags. Mm-hmm. Mine are like uh, kinetic sand. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets very distracted by her nipples and no bra. And he can't fucking stop. Looking at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go out to eat. Yeah. And they she... go out for breakfast. Because she hasn't eaten in three days. Well, they go out for ribs. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's ribs. Just yep. kidding. Not breakfast. And she... <laughs> I don't know why you would ever take someone that hasn't eaten in three days to go to a rib place. No, but he's so turned on by it. And it's She's very like... like <laughs> I love how they talk about it because it seems like a very cannibalistic way it does. to describe it. I love it. Yeah. So she eats those. And he's not noticing the waitress kind of the waitress him. is totally like and i always like yes. you know it's kind of funny to me like this gets described in books a few times about how like they're waitresses who are like completely oblivious to like the girl who's with the hot dude mm-hmm. but they still are kind of like thirsting after the hot dude but i mean it's a hot dude so whatever they decide that they're gonna come up with this game yeah so once a year they're gonna meet together and to go after the same person the same serial mm-hmm. killer um yeah and, and uh rowan's brother lachlan will find a serial killer for them so yep. neither one has an advantage yep and then whoever kills them first wins the game it sounds like a fun game i mean who would it be into this yeah sounds great so we're gonna go right to the cannibalism oh yeah guy the accidental cannibalism yeah so you're too there's so much good stuff in here with like oh my i love the manservant (laughs) and everything is just i love uh, it everything's so good so you're two they're going after the same guy Mm -hmm. so they're going after thorsten he's a cannibal serial killer Mm -hmm. but Rowan hasn't figured that out. Right. So it's just Sloan that's figured all this out on her own. She's done all the work. She's meeting him for drinks. Yeah. Everything is going and she's great. she's like pissed that like Rowan's kind of like. <laughs> He's just following like, her Like following her, like kind of like shadowing her and yeah. like following in her like coattails basically like oh he's just kind of like letting her do the work and he's just going to show up and be like yeah. Oh, I was here all along. What are you talking about? Now we'll tag team him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? You know? Yeah. I if agree. you're going to be a shady serial killer, be a shady serial killer. Yeah, he's got that down. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes into the bar that they're meeting with. He makes great friends with this, this serial killer that they're going after. Mm-hmm. And they get both get invited to dinner the next day. At his house. At, what's his name? Thorsten. Thorsten. Thorsten's house. Mm-hmm. So 
And that's where Sloan's done the research. Like, that's like his MO. Like, he will befriend somebody, like, out to eat or whatever. And then he invites them to, like, a semi shady dinner at mm-hmm. his house, which, what dumbass is like, yes, I met you yesterday. Let me come to dinner at your house. Yeah, it's so, it's so cool. But that's so, what he does. Yes. Yeah. So, but Rowan weasels his way in. He's really good. He's, he's really charmed good his way in because, I mean, you know, he's a smooth criminal. He's a super, she. <laughs> so i mean she always calls him pretty boy so he is like you know he's fun to look at and he's got the irish accent so you know and he's good at charming people so he does you know successfully he's good at what he does weasel his way in yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't be opposed if he weaseled his way in anywhere so it's dinner time yeah so they're at dinner. dinner at Thorsten's house. Yeah. And his house is real weird. Yeah. It's very, it's very <laughs> fancy. Yeah. Sloan at this point hasn't told Rowan anything. She's yeah. just kind of letting him flounder a little bit because well, yeah, he kind of threw himself in there. He's kind of like, like not done his own research. They're at dinner at Sloan's point of view. And she's like, I hope he's figured out. Yeah. What the deal is with this guy, why he's a serial killer. Because he keeps offering them drinks and yeah. drinks. Yeah, and so and she's drinks. like, I hope he's figured out between last night and tonight, like, what the deal is with this guy. Like, obviously, this is our dude. And yeah. then she realizes he hasn't. And she's like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. We try to have a conversation crash. with our eyes. A car crash and a half. Yes. And the manservant guy is also. Yeah. So David, he's a manservant. He a situation. Got lobotomized. Yes. Scrambled brain, mm-hmm. scrambled eggs, whatever you'd like to say. Yes. He's all messed up so at the frontal lobe. So he's all like, this Thorsten guy is like proudly telling them like, oh, he can't talk. Like, don't worry about him. He's just there. And as you get from like Sloan's point of view, she's like, oh, he drank this wine. So I know this wine's OK. So you're like, as you're reading, you're like, oh, she's smart. She's figuring this yeah, all out. And you're like, you together. know that they're like, there's some trepidation going on because you're like, mm-hmm something's not right is going to happen. Yeah. So they bring out goat cheese and crackers and she's like, okay, this she's is like, safe. This is okay. Yeah. And then, you know, like as she talks about the food. Yeah. You're like, something's going on Oh, yeah. Here. And Rowan's a chef also. So they talked about all kinds of yummy yeah, food. Yeah. They talked about a lot of food sex things. That's not my thing, yeah. but or it just was like, interesting just how they. Just food in general, like made me happy. Like I like food, you know, but like the sexy food times, was that was pretty great too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just. <laughs> I, what is not my thing? Oh, I love food. You don't like food? Mm. No. Just food in general? You don't like to eat? Well, that's what I said. One of my love languages was like cooking for people. So she's so trying to like make faces she's to him. She's trying to like. So yeah. she's like trying to communicate through her face, like, like stop don't, drinking. No, like, don't drink the stuff. I was trying to think the whole time how I'd communicate with you. Like, mm-hmm. I think like girls in general, like girlfriends, are really mm-hmm. good at like. Having conversations with our eyes. But he's not getting it. He is not getting it. And it doesn't help that he's drinking this, like, drugged wine. Yes. And he says some really cute stuff. He does. Yes. <laughs> he pretty much starts to, like, express his love to her and about how beautiful she is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, he's so drugged up. Yeah. So they bring in the, the next course. And it's beef. 
Nasuas. Nasuas. What is that? So this is a salad that's like traditionally um, made in France. Okay, so it's just like beef strips, or it's there's like thin strips of like rare beef, and then it's like hard boiled eggs, green beans, sometimes asparagus, and like a Dijon or like a. They talk about Dijon mm-hmm. in here, yeah. yeah, and then there you go. Yeah, so the beef isn't so a beef. traditional. Um, yeah, like a traditional chef salad except in the style of nice yeah it the beef is not beef no it's human human meat yes which sloan knows because she's done her research on this dude yep so he's just like oh a beef nassois salad yeah he just keeps eating that shoving his mouth and she's trying to convey with him to her eyes like don't eat this fucking salad what are you doing and he's also drugged up, so he's like slow to respond, whatever. Yep, 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 yep. And he's just like, oh, beef nassois. He's like, oh, what is this? It tastes a little different. And this Thorsten guy is like, oh, well, I made my own homemade Dijon because the meat is a little bit more gamey. And Sloan, like, meantime, is just like, <laughs> and like, we are from Sloan's point of view. So we know, like, kind of what's happening. And we're just like, no. No, 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 no. And he's just like, and he's getting more drugged at the same time. So then he like passes out face first. Yeah, he takes like one bite of food, one more bite of food, and then passes out halfway chewing. (laughs) The the meat like (laughs) halfway out of his mouth. It's funny. It was it was weird that I was laughing at this. It's funny, yeah. It was like it's gross and funny at the same time. I was like, why am I laughing Ren, at this? Kudos to you. You're a genius. So he's drugged out. He finally wakes up, and yeah. when he wakes up, she she's like trying to like finagle the the other serial killer guy into her web that she oh, yeah, creates. she's making him into a web. Oh, oh they yeah. call her the orb weaver. So now they're having after this this guy's all pinned so up in his web. So he comes to thing. as she's finishing her big web. And then she kind of goes off on kind of telling her story a little bit. Yeah. And it's kind of like empowering a little. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um so I was going to have you read that. Okay. So here we go. Okay. And Do this it, Kelly. is from Uh, Rowan's point of view, but this is Sloan speaking. Yes. This man, he lured people in with promises of safety and care only to deliver the opposite, she says as she stares down with disdain at Thorsten's shaking body. A lot like you, really. You lured us in with the promise of a meal and nice company only to drug and deceive us. It just didn't work out entirely the way you hoped, did it? He says, I'm begging you. I'm sorry. Truly, I did David beg you to stop when you decided to play lobotomy Barbie with his face? Yeah. Yeah. I bet he pleaded with you and you loved the sound. But the funny thing is, Mr. Carmichael, you and I have something in common. I'll tell you a little secret. She says a devastatingly beautiful smile creeps across her lips as she leans close to his ear. I love the sound when my victims beg too. No, no, you don't understand. David, David, help me. His pleas for help go unanswered as Sloan backs away and returns to the table to exchange her scalpel for her Damascus blade. The Thorsten's head swings from one side to the next as he loses track of her whereabouts beneath his desperate sputtering cries. He doesn't cries. have eyes at this point, right? Right. No, he, so he's he like can't going see. Blindly? Yeah. He can just hear and he's like, nah. <laughs> But Sloan doesn't make a sound as she creeps. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> is that what an eyeless person does when they're yeah, being well, murdered? Well, he's like, 
He's probably like, just like sputtering. Well, sputtering. It says desperate sputtering cries. Yeah. But Sloane doesn't make a sound as she creeps closer to her prey. She moves like an owl in flight, fluid and silent and graceful, predatory and powerful. The man you remind me of. He presented such a civilized mass to the world. Yet underneath, he was a devil. He promised the best education, the best opportunities for students gifted in the arts. He promised a safe place to learn and the best chance for getting into the most exclusive universities for those of us whose parents were wealthy enough to pay the price. And since mine were never around, they didn't notice the price I truly paid. Oh, it's so sick. It's mm-hmm. I'm glad she became a serial killer after she said that. Fuck yeah. I was like, yes, you go kill all those perverts Mm -hmm. and it's like she and rowan both were like i sought justice on the person who did this awful thing to me Mm -hmm. and then that wasn't enough i need to seek vengeance on all of the people who are doing these terrible things to all of the other people who can't fight back for themselves yeah so i am like an avenging angel she is she's amazing Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be her Mm -hmm. she's awesome so after he dies, blah, blah, boo boo, he <laughs> they go and find David, and he's in the kitchen, and they're kind of nervous to walk in there, and, yeah, he's, and he's just like swinging his legs around on the counter. Yeah, he's like a kid, you know, like a lobotomized person is very much like you know, just yeah, like their frontal lobe is not fully developed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's just eating ice cream and living his best life, scooping it right out of the count the container, the counter. Yeah, scooping it out of the counter. Yeah. Sloan grabs the ice cream and decides to tell him, uh, Rowan, the ingredients that are listed on the back. The ingredients are as stated. Because it's all natural. Like, because Thorsten made a big deal about like, oh, the tomatoes in my salad are from my garden. Like, lo- you know, like all natural. He's all, you know, like oh, proud of it. Oh, this is all natural, all right. Oh yeah, it's mm, so great. Mm, mm. Cream, <laughs> sugar, milked, semen, April 10 to April 13. And then she says, well, that's a, a nice alternative to salt. <laughs> and then Rowan starts vomiting into the sink. That can't be real. That cannot be a substitute for salt. She said, I mean, okay, for... I mean, I don't think anybody's actually really done it, but for somebody who is a cannibal... Do you you think that semen could be a substitute for salt? I mean, it's salty. Yeah, but could it be a substitute? In real life? On a chemistry standpoint, what... Although what we know what's in semen, what makes the saltiness of semen? What makes it salty? Does it have that... uh, The element of salt in it? Yeah. I don't know. I stumped you. I don't know if it actually has salt. <sighs> Let's make some ice cream cows. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has actually, like... There has to be studies on what makes semen salty. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't know if it actually has salt in it or if it's just the makeup of it. Alexa, what makes semen salty? Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> she Alexa, doesn't know. Alexa doesn't know. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like Angry Penny. <laughs> I'm all kinds of Alexa, spicy today. does semen have salt in it? Good afternoon, Kelly. According to an Alexa Answers contributor, it has about 75 milligrams of sodium. Oh! Semen has about 75 milligrams of sodium in it. Huh! The things you learned 
interesting. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of in real life anybody using it as a substitute for salt. No. I mean, who would say that in real life? I mean, you know. Want to make some ice cream, Kelly? We make some ice cream. (laughs) Some semen ice cream. We'll put when we milked it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, really, in that uh, milked between. We milked the semen. Uh, uh, but like when you are talking about a sex scene, sometimes they say she milked my cock. Yeah, but that's different than putting it in food. No, it's just <laughs> I like, think like milked. That is sexy. Like she when milked she my milked cock. It, okay, but like she's but not like, milking it for a I know, food. Just like thing. milked between, like as a scientific like reference, you're just like Bleh, gross. No, no thank you. <laughs> like that whole sentence when she's reading the thing, and I was like. Ugh. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, after Rowan gets done puking everywhere again, Sloane begs Rowan to take David yeah. back She's to like, her re- on, his we restaurant. We can't just leave him. And he's like, can't we just put him in like a hospital? Or hey, pour this wine for me. Okay. Can't we just put him in like a... <laughs> She's like giving the bottle a hand job. Mm. Can't we just... I'm milking the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just put him in like a hospital or, or something? And she's like, nope, give him a job. Yeah. So he, and he'll do anything for her. I know. It is really sweet. Like anything she says, he's like, okay. It doesn't take much convincing for him. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they do that. He takes David back to him to the restaurant. He finds gets him all set up in this nice adult yeah, home. Yeah, she's like, look, he can do the dishes in the dishwasher. Yeah. He's great at that. Great, mm-hmm. great employee. So then we move on to the next year killing scene. Dun, dun, dun. So, 75 milligrams per what? <gasps> oh. Let's test this out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, we go on a whole another year later. And they're going after another serial killer. In between this, they're like romantic. They text and, and they're whatever. Texting. And they're cute. And she shows up at his restaurant, but she runs away. Yeah, it's just very funny. She leaves a cute little um, drawing. Yeah. And so another year passes. They go into their next serial killer hunt. Mm-hmm. So they're in that. And they're after Harvey Mead. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. He's like a chainsaw This killer. reminded me a lot of like um, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And did you. Sorry. Oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. Did you know. Did we know. That he. Which this also harkens to this. So it all ties into. Okay. <laughs> I like how you came like so ready for this. Okay. So Texas Chainsaw and also Norman Bates and also American Psycho. They were all sort of based on drew inspiration from an actual real life serial killer hmm. named Ed Gein? Gain? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's G-E-I-N. Fucking bonkers. I think from the 50s. And it has a lot of that, like the skin wearing, the chainsaw type of stuff, the yeah. like the mother issues, which a lot of serial killers have. And they talk about this in the book, like the overbearing, overprotective, like weird motherness. ass motherness. So I got very excited. Of course you did. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they play rock, paper, scissors on who's going to go in the front door and who's going to go in the back door. And she knows after like kind of studying him because she's a serial killer. She studies people. She knows he's going to pick rock. So she picks scissors. So she'll take the most dangerous route. Mm -hmm. It's really sweet. Yeah. It was really Also, he's free. Rowan's freaking out. Mm -hmm. So um, she goes in the front door. He goes in the back door and she Mm -hmm. finds cameras that are set up. Mm -hmm. Well, not cameras. I guess monitors of cameras that are set up. Well, she doesn't find that until later. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. she goes in and she finds the mother yep. that is like mummified. It's mummified. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the mummified mother very just much sitting. like psycho Norman Bates. <laughs> and then she mm-hmm. finds the monitors with the cameras on it. And then mm-hmm. she's, she's going through the whole house. Can't find the guy because he's already killed somebody. They heard the chainsaw happen. He has killed yeah, somebody. The screams and all of that mm-hmm. jazz. And she can't find the killer anywhere. And so she sees on the monitor that Rowan is about to get attacked by the yeah, guy. Rowan's- that she thinks is he's going to get attacked. Basically mm-hmm. like coming up behind him. And she's like, no. But then she runs out to go save him and she runs right into him. Just collapse. Not good. Her face, she says, and I run face first into a boot. It was not good. So then she wakes up because I think she went unconscious. It sounds like Mm -hmm. she went unconscious and she's like rolling down a hill and he has like his foot on her face and like Mm -hmm. her shoulders all dislocated and maybe broken. Yeah, she falls backwards and like smashes her shoulder and he's like dragging her through like and it's raining. Of course, it's raining. Thunderstorm. Every every horror scene Mm -hmm. has to have rain or thunderstorm. Dragging her through the dirt and the mud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like such a good, like, just horror movie, like, tropey, but in a great way. Yeah. And so then he takes her and he puts her in the basement. Of course. And there's another girl in there, the girlfriend of the guy that just died. Yeah. And she is, of course, freaking out like any average totally human naked. would do. And this is also, like, kind of like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like, Reps the lotion on the skin. Yeah. Like the girl who's in, like, the pit, right? Yeah. But he didn't yeah. take her cell phone. So Rowan texts her as like, where are you? Yeah. And she's like, I'm in the cellar. Come save me. So he mm-hmm. runs. He comes and he saves comes her. He like all like avenging like, angel. He's like with an like, axe. Yeah, like, he does. Like Lizzie Borden style. He doesn't even open it. He just whacks it open yeah. with an axe. Because mm-hmm. he's a hot fucking shit man. Hot fucking shit flicker. <laughs> so he pulls her no. out, but he leaves the other girl in yeah, there. Yeah, the girl's like in the fucking hysteria. Oh, and Rowan gives her. Which who wouldn't be in all like an well, average yes, person's exactly. mind? Who no, would not yes. be freaking the fuck out? Exactly. But then he's like, which makes sense. He doesn't want to traumatize this girl more than it is. So mm-hmm. he's like, just stay the fuck there. Like someone else will come get you. But he doesn't do it because he's a fucking serial killer. <laughs> he doesn't do a good job of communicating that he's just Allie like and her communicating <laughs> he's like he's just like shut the fuck up and stay there until it's done and she's this hysterical girl can't figure out because she's an average human being who would right. be like fucking the freak out yeah yeah so so he takes sloan and they go around the corner and they have this like passionate kiss they're in like, the barn he takes her oh, to the that's barn right. he's in the barn and they yeah. have like this passionate like romantic kiss they finally i was like thank oh. god and i the whole time i was like they're gonna fucking do some shit in inappropriate circumstances and it's gonna be fucking awesome but all they did was kiss and that's all they yeah. did was kiss because they hear a chainsaw they do they hear a chainsaw and he's coming into the barn well it's because the girl got oh, out of the right. cellar the because like the girl got running. out of the cellar. Because what else would you do if the cellar is open? You're going to get yourself out of there. Like any logical human You're not being. just going to be like, okay, I'll be quiet. Yeah. And you're probably like a logical person are going to scream for help as you're and running. try to get yourself out of there. Yeah. So yeah. she's out like the end of Texas Chainsaw. She's out and running and screaming her fucking head off. And she runs right into the barn. And dude's chasing her with a chainsaw. <laughs> It's a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so they go into the barn. <laughs> they go into the barn. Or she goes into the barn and he follows her. And so then he's like, 
Sloan stood there. I'll take care of it. And he goes out with his axe and he's like, what you? And he like, get him in the him. kneecap. It was so fucking cool. Like just knocked him the fuck out. It was, yeah. well, I didn't knock him out, but he knocked him down. A he just pegs. went at him with the fucking axe. Yeah. And then he kicks this chainsaw away. I think he, chainsaw's gone mm-hmm. <laughs> either way. And then. Incapacity some just. Psh, 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 psh. Yeah. Actually, Lizzie Borden style. Yeah. Oh, so cool. It was awesome. I kind of wish Sloan would have done it. Mm-hmm. But she does something but, even better. Yeah. So Sloan goes back into the house. And she grabs the mummified mom, brings it back out. It's she, awesome. <laughs> and she starts at his feet like with the little up with the, the, the hands. Like, <laughs> You've been a bad boy. Mom corpses <laughs> crawling up his legs. <laughs> And she says all this whack yeah, shit to him. Like creepy ass, Where like weird it? stuff to him. Oh my gosh. I was laughing so hard. Because she knew that he had obviously like a Norman Bates, like Oedipus weird With mom, mom situation. There's some good. Oh, you've been a terrible bad boy, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> and good. she's like creeping up his body. Good boys don't chop people up with chainsaws. <laughs> Do you imagine that? Like you're pinned down, you're like chopped with an axe, oh and you're gosh. like your knee, and then he chopped him somewhere else too, and then your mom's mummified corpse is crawling oh, up your body. <laughs> I know she keeps going. I think you deserve to be punished. <laughs> Hold on, son. I just want to crawl inside and have a look around. <laughs> look around. <laughs> That's when she's like up by his mouth. Oh, and then the dude has a heart attack. Yeah, she scared him so bad. She was like, "Aw, I wanted to play some more." And Rowan's like, "I think you literally scared him to death." It was so funny. Yeah, they they kill him. It's all good. But she has a whole dislocated shoulder thing going on. Yeah, her and shoulder's like, like real bad. So he's going to take her to see his brother. Yeah. So he's like, you need a doctor. I can't fix this on yeah. my own. So let's drive you. My brother, Fionn, is a doctor. Yeah. So drive, drive, drive. Fun, fun, fun. They get there. <laughs> so after her brother fixes her up, they end up staying mm-hmm. at his house. So there's only one extra bed. So guess who has to share yes, a bed? The one bed trope. Yeah, that's why Rose is important. I love the one bed trope. Yes. It's the best. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, she just falls asleep like right away, but she's in so much pain and everything's going on. Mm-hmm. So she wakes up a couple hours later and she's like, I feel so gross and yeah. yucky. Like I need to take a bath. He does what any upstanding guy would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Undresses her and mm-hmm. then helps her into the bathtub. He's mm-hmm. having a hard time holding himself together. He's hard. He's, he's trying to hold everything together. So then they, she's in the bathtub. And he's like nervous about it too. And she grabs his hand. She finally is like, okay, dude. Like she's finally like. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. She's finally come to terms with like, okay, I'm not going to like shy away from this. Yeah. And so she grabs his hand and she puts it on her chest. And then she guides it all the way down. But when he gets there. He's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. She has four piercings down there. Okay. So I have a question about the piercings. Yeah. So there was one on our clit. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that one is. Yeah. And there's two on our labia. I know mm-hmm. where labias are. And they're like bar, the bar yeah. piercings. But there was another one. Yeah. What was that one? The fruchette? Yeah. Fouch- oh, crap. I already forgot what it was called. Um, what was, where does that go? Fruchette? 
I didn't want to Google it because I didn't want that to show up in all my ads. Oh, why not? <laughs> it's like in the like the flap of the vulva. The flap of the vulva that's like inside. But not everybody has that flap. That not everyone has that little flap that you can access to get pierced. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'll look it up on Google. Yeah. So I'm not getting pierced though. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, after he feels all the piercings down there, he's like, get out the fucking bath. Yeah. Like, we're done. Like, this is enough. This is so great. You know, and he just, like, carries her soaking wet to the bed, and he's, like, lay down. And she's like, I'll get the bed wet. And he's, and like, he's I like, I don't, don't fucking, fucking care. care. Yeah. <laughs> so she does. And then, I love this, he just goes, show me. Yeah. He's like, show me. And she's like, what? And she's he's like, spread your legs. And mm-hmm. so she, like, does it a little bit. And, and he's, he's like, like more. more. Some bit more. More. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way up to her ears. <laughs> and so then, after he's like promised her that he's going to make her scream, then he says... Her arousal perfumes the air. She pleads for more. She begs me not to stop. And I don't. Not for a single second. I firm my grip around her throat with one hand, press my fingers to her clit in circles with the other, and slam into her, over and over until she cries out my name and clenches around my erection as she comes apart. And I'm right behind her. An electric current rolls across my spine and my balls tighten and I'm spilling into her, shaking, my heart a riot of deafening drums in my ears. I push as deep as she can take me relish the flutter of her pussy as it milks every drop of cum. I want to stay buried here, to gather her up and press Sloane's sweat-slicked body against mine as I fall asleep with her cunt wrapped around my cock. And I will. Then they both come, fireworks, sprinkles, sparkles. Oh my god, gold stars. Gold stars! Her friend Lark loves to give people gold stars. Yeah, gold he gets star one tits. right on the middle of his forehead. Gold star and tits. on his nipples. No, her nipples. She gives her we'll gold just, stars on her tits. We'll give gold stars on nipples, on foreheads, on clits, on everywhere. Mm-hmm. On yeah, the head of the penis. Gold stars we'll just, everywhere. They're all, they're all mm-hmm. glittering in gold stars. Because oh, finally it happened. We're so happy. Oh my God, and it's so fucking good. But then. Holy shit, but this scene damn oh but it gets better like this was like my like oh my gosh yeah this whole so, uh, once the sex starts happening it's like <sighs> so he like suctions her mouth to his pussy and wait it. his mouth to her pussy yes, <laughs> his mouth to her pussy he like this is so it. good and then he makes her come again so she like contracts so she pushes all of his semen and all of her cum into they're, his mouth. They're combined. Yeah. Spend. Into his mouth. Which is such a weird... That isn't sexy. No, no it's not. But that, that's what it said in this book. That's and not sexy. And then he crawls up her. Everybody I like how we do this. Yeah. He crawls right up her. And then... And then he tells her to open her mouth. So she opens it. And he spits it. He's all in. Spits in her mouth and tells her, swallow. So It was a swallow. It was a swallowing good time. <laughs> it was a swallowing good time. <laughs> it was good. Everybody, every, oh, all the readers were happy. So good. And so after she swallows, they go into like a teeth clashing. Just like a ravenous primal. <laughs> yeah. Claiming kiss. Yeah. And I still want to know, we did this in the first episode, if anyone's chipped a tooth clashing yeah. their teeth. Yeah. Because I had told Penny that I had done teeth clashing kissing. 
Yeah. But I have not chipped any teeth. I want to know if someone's chipped their teeth. But I don't know if anyone else has chipped teeth. There has to be somebody. Somebody has to have chipped a tooth. I just want to hear the story. Yeah. We just want to hear the chipping teeth stories. Yeah. If it's happened. I have not had that happen to me. It has to have happened. Somewhere. I don't know. Somebody. Could you imagine going to the dentist and being like, <laughs> How did you hey! chip your tooth? Well, well funny after story. he spit his cum and my cum in my mouth, we're starting to get out. <laughs> after we spit our combined splooge in my mouth. Yeah. What's a splooge? You probably could see and remnants of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, sidebar, is that true that you can see the yes. remnants? Can you can you tell? Can you tell I swallowed? Can you tell? I totally <laughs> swallowed. It was great. And then we had this ravenous primal kiss. And then we just like... <laughs> and we just kissed and it just like collided. Just like collided and it was so hard. That this chip tooth just, is 100% just like worth it. Chip the tooth right off. Yeah. And would you just one person chip the tooth or do you think it was a combined chipping? I want to know. What would you think would happen in your mind? See, the thing is, in my mind, like, the teeth are like graters. So it would be like, it would just, like, it doesn't sound very sexy to me. Like, have you ever, like, knocked your tooth? It hurts. Did it during makeouts? Well, she likes the head pain, I guess. It was just kind was it of like, like it was like a glancing, like you're kissing and See, you're it would kind be of like, like this. No, it's nails. not like you're like. <laughs> I collapsed. It's not like you go like because you're like kissing and you like like these are the two. I can see your teeth like like colliding a little. Like you like go like this and it's like a like a like a feral kiss, right? So you like do this but and it's you're like, kind of like. Does it like? It's like a glancing blow. Is it like a kind of kiss or is it like with your teeth or is it just like a, oh, there's a tooth? Kind of. It's like like a feral kiss, like an animalistic kiss. And so you're like both trying to like devour each other. Yes. Well, anyways, they clash teeth. She didn't go to the dentist. So the dentist can't tell us if they see residue in there. She did not. I'm guessing she brushed her teeth before she went. Yeah. So we come to the final chapter. Oh, my God. We're at the final chapter already. I love this book so much. I don't. I just want to. Slomo's in with Rowan by his restaurants. What is it? Boston. 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 She's going to get a Boston accent. Boston. I'm going to say Boston. So they move into Boston. Boston. Um, you gotta he, make your mouth go Boston. Boston. <laughs> so he opens another restaurant mm-hmm. called Butcher and Blackbird. Aww, it's really so sweet. cute. They have lots of sex in the restaurant. All the little it's details great. about it is so cute. Yeah. So he's he's stressed out because he's opening this whole other restaurant up. Um, he tells Sloan like, "Hey, meet me at his old restaurant at four o'clock and let's go out to dinner or whatever." So. He's there a little early because he's going to check something out. And David is there, lobotomy guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting in the corner. Because he gave chilling. him a, a dishwashing job. There. Yeah. No one took him home. So he's like, hey, I'm going to fix this. When Sloan gets here, I'll take you home. No big deal. So fixie, fixie, fixie. Goes into a back room. That. <laughs> fixie, fixie, fixie. <laughs> Gun. Right at his head. Turns around. It's David. What? He actually knows things. David can talk. He can talk and he knows what's going on. And he's a serial killer. Yes. Yeah, cannibal too. So anyways, he said, I know Sloan is coming. You need to get rid of her or else I'm going to kill her too. Mm-hmm. So Sloan comes in 
and he is trying to like tell her like code words like about the ice cream and like other things to try to point at david like being like brutally awful to her it's like the whole like like i don't like you move away like the moulin rouge um so she runs away crying because i don't blame her he was pretty harsh he was was getting her away though because he Mm -hmm. didn't want her to get killed um, and so she gets back to his place. So she starts packing up her stuff and then it all clicks like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, it's David. David is causing a problem. They use the like the dates of the semen. Who remembers that? The a serial semen killer milking. and Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> that's who remembers that. I oh mean, my that gosh. was pretty traumatizing to him, I guess, apparently, because he still can't eat ice cream, I guess. <laughs> so she puts it all together. She calls his brother like, hey, find out how much stuff you can find out on David while I run to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So she's running and he's already there tied up, all beaten up and scratched up. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. He's like and yeah. like David's got the mandolin there to like like fillet pieces of his skin off and he's eating it in front of him. Oh, uh, my he tries to make him eat. His own skin. No, no, mm. no. I was going to skip over that part. Oh, yeah, Kelly sorry. I, you know, hey. Well, then he stabs him in the leg with a screwdriver. His wrist. His wrist. So he stabs him. Screwdriver is lodged into his wrist. And then Sloan walks in with a gun. Mm-hmm. Pointed right at David. Talky, talky, talky. David grabs the gun boom and then like boom and then he goes down and then bang bang she kills him he's dead no more david Uh, gone like the wind david david's gone like the wind no more yeah so david says that he like totally like just straight up pretended to be lobotomized yeah and he wasn't really no yeah. And just eating that milk spend ice cream. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so David's dead. Yep. And then Rowan starts to apologize. And mm-hmm. the epilogue, he proposes to her why they're it's killing the someone. Best. Yeah. It's so <laughs> how funny is this that it's like a straight up like disgusting proposal, but everyone is like, oh, it's so cute. It's so messed up. It's like the messed up rom-com I've ever read. It's so cute. And yeah. he asks her to marry him and she says yes. And the story and the is bonus done. chapter is amazing too. Yay! So, yeah, all done. Yay! It's so fun. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Next week. Next week. We have Ariana, right? We do Is that have next Ariana? week? Yes. Ariana St. Clair. Woo. We love Ariana St. Clair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So stay Yay. tuned for next week. We'll read all well, we won't well, we'll read it. I hope we'll you do too. It. Yeah. But yeah. it's gonna be yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yay. So tune in next week. Oh, Woo. cheers. Oh yeah. Cheers. Okay. Yay. Yeah. We learned- oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Mm-hmm.